Welcome to the NLPCourses.com show, where we push past the hype and pull back the velvet curtains of creating a successful life with NLP. Diving into physiology, neuroscience, and linguistics so that NLP becomes a practical tool at home and in your career, moving beyond the techniques so that you can make a name, make money, or make a difference. Tune in weekly if you care more than others think wise as we set out on our quest to uncover the secrets of successful people from all walks of life. Make sure you head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to receive our newsletter and receive free transcripts of each show. Here's your host, NLP Master Trainer, John Cassidy Rice. Hello, my name is John Cassidy Rice. I have the pleasure to be your host for this session. I'm the founder of the NLP Business Practitioner, the most practical NLP course applied to business that you'll ever come across. In these series of recordings, we're exploring how can we apply NLP to the business setting, knowing that businesses are made up of human beings. And anything that we'll cover here will also apply to families, to therapists, coaches, to social situations. Now, one of the great skills any manager or leader can start to develop is this ability to give feedback and also to be able to receive feedback. So this session is about how some of the principles of giving feedback apply and also how to receive feedback. We're going to also discover that people need different levels and want different levels of feedback. Sometimes you'll have people follow you around like a puppy dog, asking you every two minutes, am I all right? Is everything working well? Am I doing it right for you? And others, you try to give them feedback and they don't seem to want it. So I'm going to share with you a very simple question that you can ask that will reveal to which level of feedback somebody wants. Useful stuff. Now, feedback is the breakfast of champions and not Wheaties. One of the fastest ways to grow is through feedback. Now, a lot of people mix up feedback with opinions. And that's why I say giving feedback is a real skill and an art form. So, if you want to grow exponentially, one of the key things you need is this feedback. So once you've got this feedback loop, you tend to grow. And this is why when you're learning any skill, when you're starting out, you're receiving lots of feedback very quickly from what you're doing, from other people, your teachers, your coaches, etc. And you seem to make these great strides and movements forwards. Then you reach a part in your career or what it, you're doing where your progress seems to slow down and you struggle to get the feedback you need to improve your abilities. And you often have to go out of your way. So if you can find somebody, no matter where they are in the world, to go and get feedback from that will help you grow when you're excellent at what you do, you know that's a great investment. Even if that feedback improves what you're doing by 2%, 5%. Because that 2% or 5% improvement on what you do when you're already excellent is a significant step forward. I know for myself, I'll go out of my way to get good quality feedback. I travel around the world. And 
I run something called an NLP Train the Trainer program. It's a tough, dynamic, in-depth course for training NLP. And it is tough, and I make no secret about that. And what I discovered was I thought, naive me, that most people who want to do an NLP trainer trainer program would like to train NLP. Well, that's not true. What I've discovered over the years of running that course is about 50% of people who attend the course are already excellent trainers. Most of them are in fact international trainers, normally at the top of their game. And I was wondering, and they had no intention of training NLP, what they were after was that feedback. And I really wondered why they were invested in the training like this, apart from it being an excellent course, because they're already at the top of their game. Because they wanted the level of feedback to their training skill set that the NLP training trainer offers to people who attend that course. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And as you'll discover, as you meet people of excellence, they're always looking for that high quality feedback. And did you notice that I said high quality feedback? That's important. I think a lot of companies collect feedback forms. You've been on website, they say, well, your feedback is important to us. Hmm. It's what you do with the feedback that's important. Right, okay then. So I think there's some principles that apply here. And one of those is some of the dangers as well as the upside of giving feedback. So one feedback opportunity and danger is feedback breeds conformity. So notice what you're doing with your teams. There's a standardized way of doing something and the goal is can you bring people up to that standard as quickly as possible? Yep, and that way you're breeding that conformity. But what is the danger of breeding conformity? Well, you're saying this is the one true way that we do things, so you shut down creativity and innovation. Right. So another aspect about giving feedback, just to keep in mind, and this is also about receiving feedback, as, as you notice as you got the management roles and team leaders and you progress in your career, you tend to get even more feedback than you did before. So, feedback tells you more about the person giving it than the person receiving it. Feedback tells you more about the person giving it than the person receiving it. Which is an interesting idea. So, when you want to give somebody feedback, that's not about a procedure or topic, it's a way of doing something, a personality type thing. That can often say more about yourself. That could be an area that you would like to work on. Yeah, so when you look at other people and you want to give them feedback about certain things, it can often be about yourself. But notice that's also about receiving it from somebody else. Okay, so what helps people, especially when you're a team leader or manager, is feedback that somebody can act upon. Because one of the things that we notice is this, is a lot of times somebody wants to give you some feedback about something and they give you multiple things that you need to be able to do. And what you've probably noticed over the years, whether you've 
you receive multiple different things you need to change and do, or you've given a list of things to something to somebody else needs to change, they haven't done any of it. And you think to yourself, well, let me just tell you the same list again. And the reason being is, is if you say one thing that needs to be changed and is actionable, then what happens is people can act upon it. But as soon as you give two things or three things that needs changing, then what happens, nothing changes. And I know, I know sometimes you've got somebody on the team who need to make some changes in multiple different areas. And you think, well, if I just give them all the things they need to do, it will be a lot faster, but they don't act on any of it. In fact, was it faster or have you just slowed things down? But if you give them one thing that they can act upon and do differently next time, and they act upon it, what we discover, if you change and do one thing, does that change other behaviours as well? And sometimes, though changing one thing has multiple impacts in different behaviours, we've speeded things up. But even if we then give the next thing and they act upon it, and the next thing and they act upon it, the whole thing starts to accelerate on itself. All right, so how you receive feedback is important as well. So, and you know that for yourself as a manager or team leader or being part of a team. So let's quickly talk about how to receive feedback. So when somebody gives you some feedback, that's not necessarily a procedural thing. Maybe it's about your behavior and what you do. The first question I'll ask myself is, does this tell me more about the person giving it than the person receiving it? Does this tell me more about the person receiving it, uh, giving it, than the person receiving it? Um, even if it does, doesn't mean I'll dismiss it. But what it does, it's a filtering question. Okay. So, and if you're going to then make some changes on... Oh, the other thing, just, just while I'm thinking about it. Does this person have the authority to give me this feedback? That's the next question I like to ask myself. Does this person have the authority to give me this feedback? Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that they are a senior or a top manager or whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. I.e., do they have the insights and capabilities? So, for example, as an NLP trainer, we run lots of courses. I get a lot of feedback. And... Everybody is entitled to their opinion about the feedback. You are entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts, but you are entitled to your own opinion. So we get a lot of different feedback, and some of it ranges from um, too much theory, too little theory, too much practical, too little practical. You know, and it's, they're all just people's opinions. And... We also looking at those for trends, and that's what I'm looking for within the feedback forms, not an individual person's opinion. If six or seven people out of 20 give the same feedback, then that's what I mean by a trend. I'm interested in that. But if one person says there was too much theory, too little theory, uh, John's hair was too short, 
I know I received that as a feedback once. I wasn't sure what to do with that particular one. But I'm looking for trends. So if you're not involved in training, training as trainers, I will take feedback from other trainers in a different light than somebody who's attended a course. And because trainers understand the overarching process of getting somebody to think, behave differently, to take on knowledge. And there's a whole range of tools that we use, especially in NLP. Some of those are sort of fun, playfulness, but we also use confusion and frustration, challenge. And not everybody likes confusion, frustration and challenge. Uh, other trainers understand that process. But you're entitled to your opinion. And that's what I mean. Does somebody have the authority to give the feedback? Do they have an in-depth knowledge about the topic? And it's not that you're going to dismiss somebody's opinion, but you can weight the information. Now, if you're going to change your behavior based on somebody else's feedback, then you want to evaluate it, not just make wholesale changes. So incorporate the new, be new behavior, the new way of doing something, and does it give you the feedback that you want? So notice... And I also like to have a time period on evaluating that. So if you can evaluate over a period of time, and I'll often do over two or three trainings, and then did it improve it, did it not, then that feedback is a dynamic way to grow and expand very quickly. So there's some principles about giving feedback, but also receiving feedback. Right, okay, the last thing that I promised you was, what question could you ask of somebody on your team to find out what level of feedback are they looking from you. And we're going to borrow something from in NLP called meta programs. And there's a meta program, and meta just means a program that's running. So, meta from above, a program that runs. It's a filtering process. And there's something called internal external. So, how do you evaluate? what you're doing. So the simple question is, is, how do you know you've done a good job? Now some people say, oh, I know I've done a good job because my colleagues tell me that I've done a good job and I get a good report at the end of the year. Now is that external or internal verification? It's external. So somebody who has an externally reference looking for more feedback, more input. So they know within that context of their work, they'll want more feedback from you. If on the other hand, they say to you, I just know I do, do a good job, are they externally or internally referenced? They are internally referenced. And that normally means they need a lot less feedback from you and often self-maintained. You just need to make sure that their internally reference is to the standard and quality you need it to be. So, share your great examples of receiving or giving feedback, but also share with it when it's gone horribly wrong and what potentially you took away from that. Every opportunity is a chance to learn. I highly recommend that these are wonderful ideas and the way that you dive deep into it is to go ahead and attend a live training. And the one I'd recommend is the NLP Business Practitioner if you're involved in business or corporate setting or entrepreneurship. 
If not, attend the practitioner and we run a great practitioner that you'll find lots of valuable tools. So go ahead and visit nlpcourses.com and I'll see you there. Live outrageously. Go and make a difference. The world needs leaders and you are a leader. Own that. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Thank you for tuning in. You were just listening to nlpcourses.com podcast show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and make sure to head over to nlpcourses.com to subscribe to our newsletter where we keep you updated with in-depth NLP topics. Subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes on neuro linguistics, programming, and beyond.